Imagine your new bathroom. A sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm Pamela Clark, founder and director of the New Heights Educational Group. And I'm here with David Smith, the founder of Silicon Valley High School, who has helped us get these podcasts produced and delivered to you. Yes, Pamela, when we saw the great things that you and your army of volunteers were achieving at New Heights, we wanted to get involved. We're happy to work with you to leverage the internet and make quality education accessible and affordable to everyone, everywhere. Thank you, David. We appreciate Silicon Valley High School helping us to get these podcasts out to the hundreds of thousands of listeners from all over the world. So I hope you enjoy the show. In this week's episode, we will discuss education reform on mission. Hello, everyone. This is Danielle Washington coming to you. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Buffy Williams, your host, and you're listening to the New Heights Educational Group, the New Heights Show on Education. Tonight's topic is expanding financial literacy and how it will impact our global economic literacy in the K-12 area. A recap on last week's show, we talked about how our education impacts the performance in core educational programs and how uh, a student's academic performance can be enhanced. On tonight's episode, we explore the trend of expanding financial literacy in K through 12. Let us hear your thoughts. Call us at 917-948-7542 or put your comments in the chat or tag us using the hashtag NHEG or as always you can post your comments on Twitter at Buffy underscore Awaken or on Spreaker, Instagram or YouTube and I'd like to um, thank Kane for always posting on my YouTube channel um, how much they enjoy the show so I just want to say a, a personal thank you. Remember that my fellow host with New Heights Erica Hansen shows airs Thursdays at 2 o'clock p.m. Mountain Standard Time, 1 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and 4 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. On tonight's episode, I do have a quote for you from Henry David Thoreau, and it reads, 
that man is richest whose pleasures are cheapest. And as we go into our topic of expanding financial literacy in K through 12, I know that um, in the education system, there are a number of ways in which uh, schools have been trying to integrate financial literacy within the classroom. I personally have work with a program um, through a civic organization that I belong to. And each year we provide financial literacy to a low-income first-generation program. And through that, one of the things we use uh, a number of different financial resources, uh, financial institutional resources, I should say, um, uh, the Best Consumer Solutions, uh, which talks about credit scores. We also use as uh, one of our resources the National Endowment for Financial Education, uh, which provides financial workshops uh, for high school students. And then we use the high school um, financial planning, which gives uh, teachers res additional resources to be able to teach financial literacy uh, and the Federal Trade Commission, which offers a plethora of free information uh, and information on identity theft. And generally what we do is we gather all of that information, we study it, and we present it to them, letting them know that those are our resources and where we receive the information from. But they also provide literature. And so with that, we would uh, create bags for them and also for their parents because we don't want to take for granted that parents have been educated on financial literacy um, as well. And then as a part of being a director for a federal TRIO program, one of the components within the Upward Bound program who directly uh, works with high school students and the Educational Talent Search, which works with junior high through high school, and of course with the Student Support Services program once they came to college, we work with financial literacy. And part of that um, component, we work through some of these structures as well in providing this information from financial institutions and having speakers come in from those financial institutions to present on saving, investing, you know, whatever the topic may have been. And so we found that, you know, with that component, it was um, a really great way to bridge the gap with the students. And so uh, one of the things I can remember uh, myself and my staff working with the students on, because especially when you're dealing with a population of students who may not have financial literacy in their home, and they may not have come up with the concept of, you know, what um, what investing is, what insurance is, what are the stock markets, um, what is the credit score, um, what does that really mean for my future, um, and how is that going to benefit me? So one of the things that we did was, you know, when students receive loan money or they receive grant aid money or grant money, we sat down with them and we had a budgeting workshop. So number one, they could understand, um, you know, with dollar, real dollars and real cents, how this is going to apply to their life, how they could budget it over um, an extended period of time, not 
just for the semester, but maybe two or three months beyond the semester, because if that's the only resource that they have, then they need to um, plan out their living expenses um, for at least, at the least, an extra two months, maybe even three. And so uh, with that, we explain to them, you know, your credit score, what your credit score is made up of. Um, what percentage, you know, if you pay something late, what percentage that would be. And so these are some of the resources that we receive from all of those places. And our, our resources for tonight's show is the Lumina Foundation. And it's at Lumina.org and also the Booking Institute. And the things that I've just um, referenced, of course, you can find on ed.gov under the Federal TRIO programs and them providing financial literacy. Um but it's up to the particular program as to how they choose to implement that program. And so when you think about financial literacy and financial 101, just the basics of finance and economics in the K through 12 area, one of the things you want to look at is the life situation of the student. And you also have economic development centers that are in your local areas that also can provide a, a large range of information and recommendations on improving youth literacy. But in the literature, um, one of the things that um, I found interesting was that the current um, global economic crisis as it relates to financial um, education and the importance of financial literacy for young people has recently garnered a lot more awareness uh, and there's a rapidly changing economic climate as it relates to young people and their understanding of money and money management. And so at least uh, 43 of our current, um, 43 of our states uh, include personal finance in the areas uh, of K through 12 standards. So schools are having this component added to their curriculum. And then also the National Council uh, of State Legislators passed um, a literacy um, legislation in 2014 that looks at ways in which school districts can actually add uh, general financial literacy to their actual courses. And then uh, New York State has a summer youth program that actually helps them develop their financial literacy within a particular program. And so when we look at the challenges that educators are finding in providing this financial literacy, one of the things that the research states is that, you know, um, there's no single accepted certification for teachers who are teaching financial literacy. And so it's up to the school districts to actually provide that information or utilize a, a teacher's transcript to see if they've actually taken the financial course and if they're comfortable um, in teaching or discussing financial education within the classroom. And so you can imagine that that ranges from a wide range of teachers who specialize in, you know, anywhere from mathematics to social studies to vocational training um, for these teachers who understand and are able to teach financial um, education topics to 
um, to the students. And so um, when we look at all of the things that teachers are, um, again, charged with having to provide to our students, and then we have our principals who are, you know, in a sense charged with, you know, providing this within the K through 12 area. And then you have to also keep in mind that when you're in the hiring process, if you could have someone who has some background in economics or um, mathematics and can teach these um, type things to the students at a, uh, at an easier pace, I would say, um, and able for the students to be able to actually retain this information and utilize it in a practical way. Um, because again, going back to the workshop that, uh, some of my, um, uh, civic group members actually participated in one of the aspects of that. And also within the trio program was that it was a practical application. So the students actually had to work with the numbers themselves and show me, um, you know, if you utilize this percentage of your income, you know, how, what percentage of your income should you not go over as far as housing is concerned or transportation is concerned in order to have a balanced budget? And so you want it in practical terms. Um, there was a little, uh, and th throughout the presentation, we gave them a payday and we took out taxes and we gave them a career at the beginning with a set salary. We let them know if they had any children. So they had to add certain expenses for the children and things like that. And so each time they got received a payday, not only were they excited about getting paid, but then they were discouraged because they had to pay the actual taxes and whatever it took to take, um, take care of that child. And also there were life situations that were embedded within that that they would also have things that would come up, like maybe their sister's car broke down and their sister didn't have enough money or their sister needed help with rent or brother needed help with rent. And so they utilize some of their funds to do that. And also keeping in mind emergency funds. So all of those things were embedded within that presentation. But we're looking at teachers being able to teach personal finance. And so... Um, the literature also says that 37% of K through 12 teachers actually took a personal finance course. And that's a very low percentage. Um, but 80% of the states um, have some form of finance education standard and guideline embedded within their curriculum. So we're talking uh, about expanding financial literacy in the K through 12 area. And we're going to take a pause right here. And I hope that you join us after the break. Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group, educational resources to help reach your goals. This podcast is brought to you by Silicon Valley High School. The world's fastest growing, video-based, self-paced, teacher-supported, fully accredited online school that's recommended by more than 96% of students. 
take individual courses at just $95 each, or earn your high school diploma at any age. Check us out at svhs.co. Welcome back. This is your host, Buffy Williams, and you're listening to the New Heights Educational Group, the New Heights Show on Education. And this evening's topic is expanding financial literacy in the K-12 through area. And we were just discussing uh, the primary predictors of... At One Day University, we feature hundreds of top-rated professors from Stanford, Harvard, Michigan, Texas, UCLA, and other schools across the world to explore history, music, politics, art, science, and much more. Every Wednesday, our weekly scholar newsletter includes five fascinating short video clips of our most notable professors discussing a brand new topic, plus special reports and topical debates as well. Sign up for free at OneDayU.com. That's O-N-E-D-A-Y-U.com. Uh, teachers feeling comfortable in teaching um, the offering of personal finance um, as it relates to the K through 12 area. And usually it's because the educator has actually taken a, a personal finance course in college and they feel competent in that area. Um, and they feel like they have um, the ability to be able to teach students about um, financial responsibility, decision-making, saving, investing, and also uh, risk management and maybe even insurance within that financial literacy program. Um, and it's also thought that, you know, that most states um, are introducing, you know, standards and also uh, surveying whether or not the, the teachers feel comfortable um and providing these standards to the students within the classroom and within the financial education standards that are required and provided by each uh, respective state. And so um, as teachers address the learner's needs in financial education, um, also the administrators are charged with employing instructional strategies or designing curriculum that is collaborative, um, where teachers also partner with um, local financial services institutions within their community um, would be um, a very positive way to strategize in providing that financial education. And there are key things that have to be actually addressed within that. And so it could be as simple as checking and balancing your checkbook or, you know, understanding the terms um, that come along with that in the K through 12 areas. And teachers um, are usually open to a variety of those different methods, especially as the literature quotes, um, if they have actually taken a course within that. But then there's also, um, you know, the flip side to that, that 75% of the current teachers say that they feel positive about being able to participate in that type of program. But uh, the surveys, as you may know, are sometimes limited in the data that they actually um, pull from the teachers. So we're not quite sure because financial literacy is expanding at a greater rate, um, how uh, over, I guess, each state 
you know, how the teachers overall think about the K through 12 providing financial literacy and the comfortable comfortability level of the teachers and whether or not um, the resources are accessible. And even if these teachers are, are interested in continuing on with doing that for focusing on the future importance of how um, this new curriculum focuses on, you know, the cost and the financial benefits of going to college even in debt, um, which we know that college debt is rising in the U.S. And also credit and planning and saving and how those things impact a student's future. And then if you're looking at students who traditionally are not able to take advantage of these programs, being able to provide that um, within the school system offers the student um, definitely an advantage if they take advantage of that. And so they get an opportunity to look at teachers, you know, existing curriculums and discuss the factors um, that are important for their students. So, you know, even we talked about investing. And so there's a program called Discovery um, Education Streaming, where the teachers have access to uh, financial courses and worksheets um, and financial literacy um, information that is straightforward, you know, so that these teachers can utilize that as a tool so that students can actually um, balance checkbooks and have an actual income and actually talk through, you know, any questions that they may be having regarding um the financial literacy area and financial literacy education. And um, the Bookings Institute provided um, a really um, great study that was done most recently in October of 2018 regarding the recommendations for improving um, youth financial literacy within education. And they go quite in depth about um, early financial education, even as early as, you know, in the elementary school level, and then preparatory learning and parental involvement, teacher training and, and where teacher training needs to go. And also it looks at some of the racial and social economic disparities and statuses and even gender gaps as it relates to financial literacy. And of course, um, providing some type of evaluation tool and this study was also um, able to be conducted by the by the Brookings Institute um, because they received a donation from Fidelity Investments. And so overall, they're looking at um, within this particular body of research, financial literacy education efforts and um, they note that there are, you know, some clear patterns that are associated with the, you know, overall low levels of financial literacy among American youth. Um, and there's a high number of students that are unprepared to navigate many financial decisions um, that they may encounter over a lifetime. And so um, another thing that they found was that there's significant room for improvement, as we all know. Um, and there are a number of students who are currently underserved as it regards to, uh, in regards to financial education and course programs. 
And then the other thing that they found is that um, there is a lot that we don't know about how to best facilitate um, financial literacy and recommendations on how do we conceptualize um, um, the purpose of financial literacy and all its complexities and um, just composing multiple elements to be able to develop and interact with one another over time and have students given a framework of goals that they need to actually um, look for and something that is designed in a way that um, is effective for financial literacy and allows them to build on that literacy as they grow and as they go through high school. And so they want to, of course, in the elementary level, create a foundational skill or foundational knowledge of um, things that are not typically received in financial education. And they say that generally programs don't really start teaching it until the 11th or 12th grade. And the study shows that they think it could be implemented as early as elementary school, just using practical tips um, with that foundational skill. <coughs> and then going into the core concepts uh, and skills and knowledge related to financial literacy. And so as we look at lifelong financial preferences and attitudes and behaviors and how families uh, and friends actually um, are teaching or not teaching um, their children about these um, conceptual financial literacy concepts um, within the home, just looking at the behaviors of people and maybe starting it as early as the elementary school and showing what the benefit of that could be over the long term if you help build the child's self-confidence and awareness about um, financial literacy and also the income um, that it takes in order to actually be able to have a sustainable living or a living wage within the country in which they live and how they can manage that money um, and also look at, you know, credit problems of poor self-control. And so maybe they could curb that poor self-control as the student matriculates through um, the grade levels. And if we start at an earlier age, by the time they get to the 11th and 12th grade, um, they will have mastered the understanding of financial literacy and all the components that go along with that and also been able to um, utilize some of the exercises that are embedded within the curriculum to make it um, make them more knowledgeable and have the skills necessary to kind of move along a positive influence as it relates to financial literacy. <clears throat> And then also uh, with the parental component, um, bringing in the parents so that not only uh, are the children receiving this information, but the parents are. And it, it gives examples of, you know, problems, I mean, programs that offer, you know, additional aid to parents if they were to start you know, thinking about these financial literacy programs a little bit earlier. It's, uh, one is called Bank at School. 
uh, and then school savings and then savings uh, for America. And there's another one that is is, uh, named um, I Can Save. And so there are a number of different programs out there that teach about budgeting and saving and banking. So parents, if you're out there and you're listening, you know, there are piggy bank programs. I know that there are a lot of um, banks. If you start opening up your child's account really early, they'll they'll allow them to get a prize every time they make a deposit. And so those are things that, you know, you can do to encourage your child to be interested in saving more. And also uh, the literature says that, you know, if, if teachers were to take field trips outside, um, you know, they could go to the Federal Reserve Bank or they could go to the local bank and take field trips outside of the classroom and have games and activity that stimulate or that simulate money or financial management games that they that could also be keys in ways to success along their curriculum to you know develop better financial habits and so again we're talking about expanding financial literacy in the K through 12 area and i know that that's a lot of information to maybe digest if you haven't been um thinking about financial literacy as it relates to K through 12 i know that some uh, schools just basically have the basic courses like basic personal finance, how do you manage your checkbook, um, deposits, credits, and those type things. So the sooner um, you can get your child acclimated to these things, the literature states, the better off they will be uh, in the long run. And so we notice it's going to be a part of the K through 12 curriculum. Um, financial behaviors in, you know, early childhood, we know can, you know, help facilitate with debt management, you know, earlier on, if we educate them on the do's and don'ts at at a sooner, um, at a earlier time than we have been in the past. And so the literature and um, our legislators are looking at the behaviors as it relates to financial literacy and our children and the long-term financial benefits of educating our children in early development, you know, and also having positive ways of teaching financial positive behaviors um, for our children. And so I hope that you gain some additional information regarding um, financial literacy and expanding financial literacy within the K through 12 area. And again, I want to thank you for joining me on tonight's show. We hope that you join us next week. That's our time, and you have been listening to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm your host, Buffy Williams. If you like what you've heard, search for us on your smart speaker and listen to us anytime. Thank you for listening. Good night. Until we meet again next Tuesday night, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, as we discuss next week's topic. Enjoy expanded content from the New Heights Education Group host on Blog Talk, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spreaker, and Watch No Learning.
Join us on next week's episode where we discuss and take a look at Global Education Monitoring, the 2019 report. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings. Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels.